I just want to find out from Rob Byrne uh, where that truck is, that SAB truck that dropped. N17 at the tank meter off-ramp, that sort of area. I need to make a turn there. I need to make a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Please go to work, Clive. Just getting back to the markets, let's just get your mind off that. Um, The Asian markets are continuing to slide there, uh, Clive, and as we can Mm. see, um, you know, investor confidence also low. Yeah, you you know, the story of China has been a great story, and we, we know all about it when it was still growing at two digits and GDP numbers and we still know that they are the strongest, one of the strongest and fastest growing economies in the world. Um, but recently and especially yesterday and today data that just come out of China has not been welcomed and investors are very jittery when things are not clarified, when they sense that this little rigor of shine is now starting to fade away, this light um, of possibilities starting to fade away. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and this is the thing, Sakina. You know, investors look for three things when they go and invest in economies. They look, remember we said they look for clarity, they look for transparency, and one of the things that they need for insight. Insight means knowledge about the market to understand it, that it's very stable and they can be comfortable to go in it. Right now, as you speak, the MSCI Asia Pacific has slipped now to 0.2%. If you look at the underlying uh, particularly markets that are actually affecting it. You can look at, for example, the Australian S&P ASX is also down 0.6%. If you start looking at Hong Kong there, the Hang Seng is down uh, 0.1%. And also the companies that are affected, you know, especially your motor industry, especially in Japan, uh, the uh, Nissan as well, Nissan motor car down uh, by 2.7%. And if you also look at the other companies within the, the, the Shanghai, uh, Kurali, Kurali mailing is also down 0.4%. So all this is signs that people are pulling money slightly out of the market because they're looking for opportunities elsewhere. And that's why the MSCI Asia Pacific or the Asian markets in general are low. And uh, then here's a story I found very interesting. India says that its economy will grow by 7.4%, but it seems economists can't exactly figure out why they would say this. Yeah, they say that the economy will grow 7.4% in the year through until the end of March, aided by obviously the 7.5% increase in until December. The reason is because the the Ministry of Finance uh, um, minister there came up and said they have rescheduled or reached recalculated the way they do their, their GDP number. Does that, does that ring a bell to you? Did we think about this yesterday? So they've changed their model of how they calculate their economy. They want to also include informal markets so that their GDP looks much stronger. The uncertainty surrounding the data obviously makes it unclear how much uh, room that Rajan have uh, to lower interest rates and also to increase uh, on certain budgeting in terms of the fiscal and the fiscal. So we don't know how he ex- he's going to execute this. On the 28th of February, he'll come out and explain his budget to us, and then we'll have an idea. But economists, in about 11 economists out of Bloomberg, are saying they are confused because if they're going to be using a different model, this might just even put them in a worse place than what they would be anticipating because including informal markets means that you have to decrease some of the continents that make up that market. 
And that could be the real issue here, that they might not look as attractive as they did before. The question is, is it the right time for India to actually change its GDP calculation? And that is the, the basis of, this, of, this, of these economists not supporting India's way of doing things. And uh, just before I let you run, uh, just uh, quickly yeah. back to China and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. those uh, deflation concerns. Uh, yeah. What should we be making of that at the moment? Just remember, Sakina, when we talk about deflation, we're talking about the reverse of inflation. So now we're talking about uh, a decrease in general price and level of goods. And the reason why it's decreasing is because the Chinese consumer is under a lot of pressure now to buy expensive goods and all that. So what the, uh, 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 the markets have been doing, the, sub, the, 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 the guys that supply the, the goods in China have been doing this, they've been forced now to take prices down so that they meet the, the, the pressure that the consumer is under. And what this is creating is creating a little room for deflation, which might be a problem for the PBOC, because that means that now they're going to have to look at increasing interest rates to try and spark rates or prices to go up again. Very interesting times for China. But that's what happens. Now you, you have China suffering deflation, or rather about to suffer deflation, because prices are not growing at the level that the consumer can be able to afford. And that's why the the, the marketers are taking the prices down, and that's putting pressure on them, unfortunately.